Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dogs and Handshakes podcast, the podcast where we have enough hot dogs and handshakes to warm your heart, but never enough to pay the bills. As always, I'm your host, Adam Soto. And this week, I'm here for a special episode featuring the Vigilant MMA, well, part of the Vigilant MMA roster. And I'm sitting here with owner-operator Brandon Lee. Brandon, how you doing, man? Doing well, my friend. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man, all things considering, but uh, I'm reality, I'm really excited uh, for the event coming up on July 11th, man. Uh, the last Vigilant event was a lot of fun, and this one, uh, after talking to some of these guys and after seeing the rest of the fight card that's stacked up, this is definitely set to be a fun one. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. We got a little bit of everything. Unfortunately, we lost the only boxing match. I'm going to try to put it back together, but the problem is, man, you get within two weeks of the for excuses not to fight more than they do reasons to fight um you know that's and that's for the most part there are some guys there are some teams that don't care but for the most part people look for reasons not to fight more so than reasons to fight so uh i hope that i can put that one back together but it, i don't know now but we have a little bit of everything else we have mma a bunch of mma a bunch of title fights we have bjj we got two really really high level blue belts that have competed both competed for us before uh, we have three CJJ matches, and then we have two Fan Shao kickboxing matches, which is basically uh, it's MMA without the, the ground game. It's all the striking of MMA and upper body wrestling, grappling, judo throws, kick catches of Muay Thai. It just, once you go to the ground, they make you stay in that. So it's a, uh, it's a very popular style of kickboxing over in China and Russia. Russia, they call it Sanda. And in China, they call it Fan Chao, which was my primary discipline, what I trained in before I broke my neck. So this is very, very near and dear to me to see this come to fruition on the last show. And now again here on this show, and we're going to have our first Fan Chao kickboxing title fight as well. So very, very excited for this event. Hell yeah, man. And like you had mentioned to me earlier, like this event's kind of near and dear to your heart. Like you said, this is uh, the event's going to be five days after the nine year anniversary of uh, the accident that broke your neck. Correct, correct, man. It's a, uh, 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 I don't know if I have the words, man, for it, to be honest with you. I, I never thought nine years ago uh, that I would be in this position, first of all, because the nine-year anniversary technically hasn't hit. So if you backed up nine years of my life, there's no way in hell I thought that I was going to have a broken neck or be running and organizing an MMA show. No way in hell. Uh, I wanted to fight, and I only wanted to fight. I just wanted to do boxing, kickboxing, MMA, BJJ, whatever I could do. Um, so this is definitely a, a wholly different perspective of things. And um, where we're doing the weigh-ins at is at Jackson's Bistro in Harbor Island. Well, it's Harbor Island's on the water. Obviously, it's an island. And across the inlet is the hospital where I was at for my rehab after my neck injury. So we're going to be wow. out there doing weigh-ins. And I'm definitely going to be sneaking some some peaks over across the water because I was sitting over there with uh, in an electric wheelchair. Nothing in my body worked at all. And I had that straw in my mouth to direct the wheelchair. And so if I blew into it, the wheelchair would go. If I sucked back the air, the wheelchair would stop. And then whichever way my eyes would look and my neck would kind of slightly tilt, that's the direction that the wheelchair would, would pivot into. Wow. They told, yeah. And they told me that that's where I was going to be for the rest of my life. That's got to be a scary feeling, man. Like, I can only imagine. Like you said, it's it's almost kind of like a, a storybook kind of come around here where, like you said, it's going to be right across the water from 
where you were and you know i'm pretty sure you can look back now especially being at the weigh-ins you're gonna look back and see where you are now and like you said you thought you were gonna, they thought you were gonna be there for the rest of your life yet here you are uh coming up on nine years later running this next event that's coming up uh so as you mentioned the weigh-ins are gonna be uh the day before the fight it's gonna be on the 10th uh so and then what i want to talk about is uh we talked about uh to a couple of the guys already uh one of the first talks that we had was uh tyler jones out of pharaoh academy and gino Saprice out of black tie bjj uh both of those guys we saw tyler at the last event um uh, looking forward to see was gino at the last event uh, I don't think he was there. No. I don't think he was. So I'm um, looking he forward to see. I'm sorry. He definitely didn't compete. Uh, he might. He gotcha. Might have been there. Or, no, no. Yeah. What are we talking about? There was no fans. So yeah, no, he definitely wasn't. There. So yeah. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Gino make his uh, debut over in, in Vigilant. Uh, so it's, I'm pretty sure that that's going to be a fun one. Like we said, we you'll hear it when we talk about it later on. But uh, I had seen Tyler. He was really exciting to watch the first time around. Uh, after that, we talked to uh, Ethan Goff out of Black Tie BJJ and Joe Penafiel, the party, <laughs> out of Fusion XL. That's going to be for the 145 title at the event. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that when I saw Ethan in action at the last show. Uh, really great talent. And uh, so we also talked to uh, two of our most experienced guys, as you'll hear us say later on. Uh, we talked to Brian Brian Radke out of Black Tie BJJ and Matt Fariolo out of uh, Fusion XL as well. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, you'll hear them list off their resumes later. So that's going to be a really interesting fight. But there's also how many fights we got on the card for that day? Dude, we have 22 fights and uh, we are 22. Going, we're, we're gonna do our first ever day yeah man we're gonna do our first ever day show uh unfortunately we had switched the date on this event because of all the covid stuff multiple times and then we finally got the date set in stone of july 11th we started getting all of our promotional material out we started reaching out to sponsors and then the ufc announced their next major show it's the first one from fight island and it's on july 11th damn so I'm smart enough to know that, that I cannot compete with the UFC. So I'm not even going to attempt to do that. Now, I wasn't going to switch the dates again. It had been way, we were already moving too far in that direction. So we just moved it to a daytime show. And, and I think that, that should allow a lot everyone time to enjoy our show because we're only charging 29 bucks for our show. Uh, they want to watch it online. And then we have a 50% attendance there. We're almost sold out pretty much out of seats. I think there's only tables left. And, um, it's it's man i'm looking forward to it definitely man uh like as we had mentioned a couple times in any in other interviews this is gonna be uh the first event back for visually that's gonna have crowd in attendance because unfortunately you know due to covid due to lockdown we weren't able to have the crowd at the last show uh so i'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, all those friendly faces ready to see some fights going on uh on july 11th so uh, uh is there anything else that you want to add before we get into uh, our interviews with these fighters? Uh, man, just want to let the crowd know, let everybody know out there that uh, we're going to do everything safely and sanitarily. Uh, I actually go above and beyond. We, we ask that everyone bring a mask. For those that don't have one, can't afford one, we will have a limited supply on hand. Um, all of our employees, the Boxing Commission, and everybody that's involved on the vigilant side will all be masked up. Uh, most people will be gloved up as well. We will be switching gloves out regularly. 
the cage will be completely sterilized in between fights. Uh, the goal here is to make sure that people that are leery, people that are confident enough to come out, I don't got to tell them anything. They know from the last show that we did a really good job. You know, Definitely. So, but the people that are leery, the people that are on the fence, the people that are like, oh my God, I can't believe you would go back out in this COVID, you know? Well, we're going to have a very, very sterile event. Everyone is going to take all the precautionary measures possible, and we're going to do everything to make sure that it is, is as sterile and sanitary of an event as possible. Definitely, man. Yeah. And like you said, they did a great job at the last show. So I can only imagine we're going to be doing an even better job making sure we take care of all of the vigilant MMA fans for all those people in attendance. And for all those people watching at home, of course, we're also going to be very excited to have you guys uh, taking a look at the event, getting eyes on these really great fighters who are going to be putting out some great fights for that night. Uh, so again, make sure you guys tune in. Uh, Saturday, July 11th starts at noon, correct? Correct, man. It starts at noon. Now, that's just the preliminaries. We have 15 preliminary fights that are going to run from 12 till approximately 4. Uh, I've then got two guest speakers that are going to get in there. One is from Mission 22, talk about their movement and what they're doing for the military and for uh, preventing military suicide. Unfortunately, 22 is down to 21 now. 21 soldiers a day commit suicide, and that's just that's just un, un, unacceptable. Unacceptable, 100%. So I love those guys. I love having them be a part of the show. I, I donate 5% of our pay-per-view to them every time, and uh, I want to help them as much as possible. Then I've got a motivational speaker coming in that she's going to be one of those beautiful women anybody has laid eyes on. And she was my girlfriend for quite a long time. <laughs> our, our, our relationship was in my youth. But I've watched her grow as a motivational speaker on on uh, Instagram, and I reached out to her and just said, you know, hey, I really would like to help you build your brand maybe you should come down here and speak at our event. So definitely looking forward to that. Now, after those two motivational speeches, we have seven title fights, bro. Seven title fights, including our first CJJ, our first Sanchao kickboxing. And then the main event is our heavyweight champion, undefeated, big red, DJ Tice. I just got the deal worked out yesterday. He's moving up to super heavyweight. He's going to fight a guy that's four and one. Basically, that's 266.1. To infinity, that's what that weight class is. Wow! We find a guy that weighs about 330 pounds, and the winner will be our super heavyweight champion. So, wow. if anybody thinking about coming and just watching a couple shows and leaving, or watching just their fighter, uh, you're gonna miss out, man, because we have a lot, a lot. I call this the smorgasbord of combat sports. We have <laughs> everybody, baby. Hell yeah, man! So I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be there. You'll be there. Uh, and I'm waiting to see everybody else there. So make sure you guys get your tickets. Uh, make sure it's at eventbrite.com. You can get there by going through vigilantmma.com. Check out the website. Check out the Facebook. In the meantime, I'm going to send you guys over to our first talk where we spoke with Tyler Jones and Gino Surprise. All right, everybody. So I'm sitting here with uh, two competitors of the upcoming Vigilant MMA event on Saturday, July 11th. And uh, first up I have here is Tyler Jones. So, Tyler, go ahead and let everybody know who you are, where you're coming from, where you're fighting out of. Yeah, so uh, my name is Tyler Jones. I am out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, I train at uh, Intercept MMA and uh, Farrell Academy Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a 2-0 MMA fighter right now, uh, blue belt in Jiu-Jitsu. I try and stay as active as I can in Jiu-Jitsu. Um, you know, looking to get another fight here soon as all this COVID stuff goes away. But I'm happy to uh, stay active and happy to be a vigilant. 
Yeah, man, that that's great. I mean, I'm I'm sure we're all ready to, all of us in our respective uh, positions are ready to get back into that awesome world that is, you know, MMA combat sports. Everybody's really missing it right now, including the fans. I'm sure. Uh, so, how long have you been uh, going for? Um, so, I had my first MMA fight in May of 2019. Um, so, relatively new to the sport. Um, I wrestled in high school, um, you know, all the way through college, and then started doing jujitsu around, I'd probably say, November of, of 2019. So, still not a ton of time. Um, not November, sorry, like April. Okay. Uh, not a ton of time in the sport, but I've been a huge fan forever. And, you know, I started wrestling knowing that this would be like the natural progression of things and where I wanted to get with it. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. So I want to go ahead and introduce his opponent, who I have here as well. His name is Gino Ciprius. Gino, if you want to go ahead and give everybody an introduction to who you are, where you come from, where you're fighting out. Yeah, I'm Gino Ciprius. I live in Naples, Florida, fighting out of Anita, black tie jiu-jitsu. And uh, I don't have an MMA record. I don't do MMA. I just transcribed to jiu-jitsu. I've been at it about, about six years now in jiu-jitsu. And just local competitions. Uh, I've done one IBJJF as a white belt, one as a blue. Sadly, I didn't go with them bad boys, but, you know, I've competed, you know, in jiu-jitsu. That's really it. Okay, so you've been in combat sports for for a little bit longer. Uh, so, what was it that like originally drew you to combat sports, man? Because uh, like I like I heard Tyler mention that he was into wrestling. He wrestled in high school. Where was uh, your initiative in? You know, I started karate at a young age. It was my first martial art, and okay. I did that for a couple of years. And I kind of went off of that. And started watching UFC. Like when I was getting really big, I saw the ground game. I started watching the jiu-jitsu. I seen how they move on the ground. I think um, freaking Anderson. I remember watching Anderson Silva like hit a uh, choke center with the triangle choke. And I was like, that's legit, you know? And you know, I just got into jiu-jitsu. I had a good friend who always wanted to convince me to train. I went with him and trained. And I loved it since. So training to this day. That's awesome, man. Yeah, see, you def- you definitely been been uh, in the in the combat sports world for a long time then. So... Uh, I'm, we're also sitting here with uh, the guy behind the scenes, the fight promoter here. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. He said he's got a couple questions for you guys. All right, guys. This is Brandon Lee, owner-operator over here at Vigilant MMA. Um, I specifically work hard, man, on these matchups. I really, really investigate beyond just a belt rank or a record. And, uh, I think we got a really, really good matchup here. Um, between these two guys. I think it's going to be a cool thing to see the evolution of BJJ to CJJ, uh, which is almost like a like a sister to MMA because it's, it allows the striking element to go along with the ground game. And we got two guys that are seasoned. Um, uh, Tyler's a little bit more seasoned in MMA, obviously with a 2-0 record and, and Gino having not done that. But then Gino's got longer depth in the BJJ world. So, uh, Tyler came and competed for us on the last show, did an awesome job, and uh, hit a, um, what was it, a Dars? Yeah, it was a Dars from uh, from Mount, which was yep. which is an odd one, but uh, yeah. It is, yeah. man, it is. It was a Dars from Mount, yep, against Sean Mitchell. I watched it, that's right. 
yeah, so, yeah. I, I remember being at the event and uh that, that was actually my first time at vigilant uh being on the commentary end of things and i thought it was first of all i really enjoyed the whole event i thought it was pretty awesome uh but then that, that's actually when i also had seen you at the event tyler like you said getting the victory with the dark stroke i thought you know I had no idea that you had a 2-0 record. I thought he'd been going a little bit longer, but a really impressive win, of course. Yeah, and I think I think the big thing, um, and I talk about this a lot as a wrestler, is like the the kind of like being comfortable in the arena of one-on-one combat or one-on-one format in any form of athletics. I think it transfers over really well, and that's why wrestlers are so successful in MMA and combat sports, just because we grow up in that in that realm, right? I feel very comfortable there. I mean, if you go back and watch that, that shun match, it's that, that cage is like a second home. It's very easy to get in there. It's very easy to perform in there just because I've been doing it forever, you know? Definitely. Would, man. It's yeah. you, when you adapt to it, like once you're very comfortable, it becomes second nature. And, and right. you, of course you got to have, they always mention a fighter's instinct, the fighter's, you got to be very aware of everything that's going on. And when you're aware of where you are and you feel yourself in that ring, in that cage, in the, I say in the ring, I come from the wrestling world uh, that's been mentioned before, but uh, when you guys are in the cage, you have, uh, you're aware of your surroundings and you're comfortable in those surroundings. And from there, it just becomes muscle memory. And, you know, like I said, the instinct. Well, I've seen tremendous fighters with experience wilt under the same pressure as I've seen guys that have only done high school athletics uh, and are just new to it, like Tyler said, it's just a familiarity. I was also a high school wrestler, so I completely agree with him on that. I think that's why wrestlers are so successful, man, is because you you spend most of your uh, high school, a lot for a lot of guys, college, whether it's on a scholarship or with a wrestling club, you spend a lot of time in one-on-one combat, so it just it just really makes it a smooth transition. Definitely. So, Brandon, did you, did you have any questions for uh, for Gino? I do, I do. So, Gino, man, I want to know, with the with all of this COVID, with everything that's going on, do you feel like you're going to come in 110% and go hard? Man, I'm coming 120, bro. That's what I I'll like say, to hear. I'm ready, man. I've been training hard. Uh, you know, since not training MMA, I don't have MMA experience. So, with the striking... I've had to, like, you know, adapt my game, learn some new tricks, learn where to be, learn where not to be. And it's been, um, you know, it's been been very insightful. You know, it's been fun. You know, I'm ready for this match. Good news. Good news. All right. How about you, Funky Bones? Uh, yeah, yeah. Much of the same. You know, I, this COVID stuff is definitely unfortunate. But luckily, I, I belong to a gym where I've been able to stay training the whole time. I know. I don't know if a lot of the fans will know this, but Chicago was like mm-hmm. a bit more stringent on opening gyms. We just opened our gyms at the beginning of, you know, I think it was like a week ago or two weeks ago, we finally got the go ahead. So I've been kind of training undercover with my coaches this whole time and, and getting, you know, a lot of that type of work in, but in doing so, you know, you kind of, it almost forces you to get private sessions in with your coach and, and work on the little things that, you may not have been addressing because he's got the time to sit there and pick and nitpick what you're doing. But yeah, man, I mean, Gino is a, he's a good opponent. I'm, I'm excited to get in there against someone um, who's going to be able to challenge me. And yeah, I'm looking forward to scrapping it out in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I think that's something that we're kind of kind of going to have to wait to see because 
uh, at the last vigilant event. It was pretty much it was pretty or a lot earlier on into uh, what became kind of a more strict lockdown, uh, so especially in the state of Florida. So it, we didn't really get to see what kind of effect the pandemic had on on our fighters. So now we really get to see have a fighters been keeping up in the gym. Uh, well, I say gym, but at home, you know, staying fit, doing what you need to do, following your diets, because everybody, you know, you hear about the everyone getting their quarantine 15. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to make sure you keep the pounds off and make sure you guys are staying in fighting shape. So uh, have you guys found any struggles in keeping your shape together, keeping your mentality together to keep, you know, in the fighting? In, like, like I said, we mentioned earlier, the fighting instinct. Have you guys kept that fighting mindset the entire time? I think uh, when you train as long as we have, you kind of have to, you know. I felt like, mm-hmm. like, like Tano was saying, underground training, everyone's been doing that. You know, if, if you compete, if you like the sport, if you just, you're that guy who, like, cannot train, you know. You feel weird when you don't train, you're training, you know. So I felt like everyone's kind of been staying sharp for this. I know I have. Yeah, and to kind of to go off that, I just... You know, you hit the nail on the head there. Like, if you're if you're a competitor in this sport, you can't afford to take days off. You can't afford to take weeks off. Um, you know, and and we're putting our bodies on the line, right? So I think anyone who, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, has the balls to step in there and and get it going, especially at big events in front of your friends and family where you have a lot on the line. Um, you got to make time to train. You gotta be you gotta be going against the grain and, and getting in there and getting the work. Rather it be running or, or getting your you know your cardio or your work like your road work in. Anything that you can do to get better, you're gonna do. And I think, you know, I, I know I myself, like if I go a couple of days without training, I'm I'm going nuts. You know, so being able to just kind of get work in every day regardless is key if you wanna be successful in this sport. Definitely. And um, like like you said, it becomes second nature. Like he said, you've been doing it so long, it becomes part of your ritual and you kind of have to do it. it. It becomes part of you. So uh, a question that I had for you guys, uh, as anybody that had seen the last Vigilant event noticed, there were no fans in attendance, unfortunately, due to uh, the social distancing guidelines in place in the state of Florida. So with this event being available for fans, do you guys think that the mentality might be a little bit different heading in because like you said, like I had talked to a couple of the fighters before at the last event and they said that they were a lot more focused in. They didn't have to worry about people shouting at them from outside the cage. They were able to just zone in and, and, and fight. Do you guys think it's going to have any interference in the way you guys approach this event as opposed to last time? Um, well, I mean, speaking from my, my experience, and I think, again, like getting that MMA experience and, and being in an, an arena where people are screaming and, and it's packed, you know, especially when you're fighting in a hometown like, you know, Chicago shows are very like everyone's on top of you. The cages are really mm-hmm. small and and everyone's kind of packed in there. So um, but even then, like even with my first fight and doing that, either, I didn't feel the uh I didn't feel the effect of the crowd until after, like when you win, then, then you get, you can celebrate it and you can bask in it. Or if you're hitting something like it, I remember I didn't even realize that there are people watching until I hit a head kick and like everyone, I heard everyone like react yeah. in the crowd and I was like, Oh, people are here. That's yeah. right. I forgot. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, I think it goes back again to that, like to that mindset of competing on that one-on-one format and just like, once your once your music plays, you have a task to do, 
there's nothing else to think about. You go in there, get the job done, and nothing's going to stop you from doing that. Definitely. What What do you think about that that subject, Gino? Yeah, I feel pretty much the same way. Uh, I've competed so much. You know, it's always noise. There's always a crowd. There's always people watching. You know, you learn to just, you're used to it, you know? I don't feel like it's going to affect me at all. Um, and you know what? For me, I feel like the crowd brings the energy. Like, as of lately, like, you know, the UFC is, is really dead without that crowd. The energy is just not there. So a big event, you need a crowd, you know? It spices it up, you know? It gets the fighters excited. It gets everyone excited, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we like I said earlier, I come from the pro wrestling world, so it's not it's along the lines of the same feel at, at an event. But it, of course, we have very different mindsets. Um, well, your guys is to complete the task at hand, which is to get a victory in your event. My task is to entertain the people that are there. So I have to be aware of the people that are around me. You know, I, I have to be very aware of the guy that's sitting up front that's booing me or, you know, the little kid that's cheering me on the right. I have to be aware of that. Whereas you guys are very zoned in to what you're doing at the moment. And I think that's where the fighter's instinct really, really sets in is when you stare across the, the cage and you see the other opponent, you know what they're capable of and everything else kind of goes away. So I understand what you guys are saying when you guys said like, oh, shit, I didn't realize there was people here. Like you kind of, <laughs> again, you zone out into your zone. So, uh, <laughs> so Brandon, do you have any more questions? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, when you were saying they were booing you, I was like, damn, there's going to be no booing. It's going to be a good fight, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, man. This is this is gonna be the featured bout on the undercard. So uh, the only two uh, fights beyond this are the co and main events on the undercard. So this is uh, this is a big match, and whoever wins this match is gonna get a title shot on the next show uh, in October. So got a lot riding on this as well. Definitely. So uh, with that being said, uh, Brandon, do you have any more questions for our two competitors here? I think we're good, man. Let's uh, let's uh, keep it moving. Wish both of you guys health and luck and the energy you need to get down here, make weight, and get in there and perform, man. For real. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see you guys at this next event. So uh, thank you again to Tyler Jones and Gino Surprise for joining us here. We'll see you guys on July 11th. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. So I'm sitting here with two more competitors coming up for the Vigilant MMA event on Saturday, July 11th. And these are the competitors for the 145 title. First, introducing Ethan Goff. Ethan, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, where you're from, where you're fighting out of. Okay, so, uh, man, my family's been in Southwest Florida for a long time. So uh, my, my oldest brother actually started wrestling when I was still in elementary school. And... My middle brother and I decided to hop on because we were fortunate. Well, we were fortunate enough that the team had a youth program as well. So, really, just kind of fell in love with wrestling uh, since you know, since a little kid, six, seven years old. And um, like after high school was over, you know, we didn't didn't really know what to do. So MMA seemed like a viable option. And now that there's popularity behind it, it's actually like a a career. It's just something that you know, I, I live for this shit, dude. Like I. I will live for this. I will die for this. I will do. I will do everything it takes to be the best in the world. That's that's about it. And um, I don't know. I just I just look forward to waking up every day, going to the gym. You know, and I still work hard. I still work full time. Still make it to the gym every afternoon. And uh, you know, there's nothing that's gonna keep me from doing that. So, oh yeah, man. What is, I, uh, what gym are you fighting out of? 
I, uh, I train and find out a uh, black Thai Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. We have a location in Cape Coral, Florida, and uh, Bonita Springs. So. Okay. And you train both, right? I see you bouncing back and forth, tagging. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, sir. We uh, I, I've also been uh, doing part of this over at International Martial Arts, training with some of the guys over there uh, from Fight Sports and stuff. So, been getting good looks. You know, there's nothing I haven't seen. You know, it's uh, I, I love it. Oh, yeah, man. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce your opponent for July 11th, uh, Mr. Joe Pennefield. Joe, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Tell everybody who you are, where you're fighting out of. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Joe Pennefield, the party out of Orlando, Florida. Everyone in the state knows me. I'm a badass grappler with a couple of hands and kicks. But uh, no, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to represent Orlando, represent uh everything i do you know what i mean i'm just here to have some fun and grapple hell yeah man so, there you go <laughs> so brandon i uh, got some questions for these guys absolutely guys this is our first ever cjj title and i spent a lot of time trying to figure out how who i was going to put in this i picked both you guys because Ethan, from day one, you've been a consummate pro, even as only being an amateur. And Joe, you're one of the top pros in the state. So having similar backgrounds, uh, although you've got a lot more pro experience, Joe, I feel like you were a high school too, right, Joe? Yeah. Did you, uh, you wrestle under Coach Paul Walker, if I'm not mistaken? I did wrestle under Coach Paul Walker, yeah. It's funny. I wrestled under him also, and uh, that, that was a couple other legendary also, coaches. That was my um, coach in high school, brother. Oh, different Paul, different Paul Walkers, though. Different nah, Paul. Nah, he's over, he's over in Orlando. He's over in Orlando. I saw you on one of his posts one time. I think. Shut up. You're right. Then we don't know. Because there's another Paul Walker, too, in the Tampa area that I've heard of. Um, no, no. That, yeah. Uh, Paul Walker wrestled in the University of Wisconsin. And he, uh, he happened to be my assistant wrestling coach. He actually was coached by Dave Schultz. Uh, really famous figure in wrestling, obviously. So I got a lot of good Greco experience and stuff. I did a lot of wrestling as a kid from a young age. I did cross country, and then I found myself into wrestling. And um, yeah, I just traveled. I went to competed at the national tournament every year from like a cadet level, so it's like 14, 15 years old up to like 18 junior level. Competed on pretty much every wrestling team uh, as a kid, like uh, as a part of Team Florida. But um, my uh, my grappling has now grown into something else where I can um, I have a high level of scramble. Uh, I feel like like my level of scr- like I can scramble better than most people, and I understand it better than most people. So I'll scramble and I'll get on top, and I'll uh, end up dishing out some punishment. But Ethan's a really good grappler from what I've seen and what I heard. And he's probably going to be a little bit bigger than me. So I feel like um, it should be a really good match between uh, skill and strength and power. It's going to be nice. And he's youthful, too. I'm sure he's, he's a little younger than me or whatever. But I'm a little guy, so I'm, I'm jumping around all the time. So. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. I can't wait to, to get my hands on you and you get your hands on me and see what happens. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell I, yeah I, 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 I see you training with Wagner and stuff and all those guys too. Uh, oh, yeah. And I've seen how good that Danny Colazzo kid, I think, you train with sometimes. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, seen him personally at Fusion. So there, you guys, I know you're pretty good. At least your training partners are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, you can only be as good as uh, the environment you put yourself in, you know. So, so exactly, you know, appreciate exactly, that. bro. No worries. So, uh, yeah. as Brandon mentioned, this is going to be for the first CJJ title in Vigilant MMA. So, I, I got to ask you guys, as you would approach any fight with your mentality, with your strategies, is there anything that you guys are expecting to be different? Are you guys feeling any different approaching this fight, being that it is for the CJJ title? No, nah, man. I don't know. I sometimes I almost feel like I'm too calm. Like I'll get in there, I'll fucking sit down in the cage. I don't, I don't give a shit. I, I love this. You know, this is. I used to get so nervous for like wrestling matches and stuff in high school, like elementary school. I go out there, I get the jitters and stuff, and then now like getting punched in the face the first time, I was like, oh man, I actually kind of like this shit. You know, the the slaps, the punches, the palm strikes, anything like that. You know, it's a, I'm a little bit fucked up. You know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> in there, sit down, smile across the cage. You know, whatever. We're we're in here to you know put on a show, put on a, be entertaining for the fans. You know, we're in here for the same reason, trying to make a, a career out of this, make a, you know, a legacy for ourselves. And, uh, you know, I respect anybody that gets in there. Uh, you know, no bad blood at all. Like, uh, any of my opponents, I'll sit there, I'll talk to them, I'll fucking have beer after. You know, I don't care. This is, uh, you know, we're all in here for the same reason. You know, this is, it's fun. No nerfs, nothing. This is all, it's, it's great. I live for this. Ethan actually has the record now. He, uh, I don't know if he knows, but he's the only person to slap the shit out of him. <laughs> oh yeah remember that even i, I had never oh, yeah. seen that before i don't know wait so so now it's it's story time now i gotta i gotta hear that <laughs> all right all right all right all right. i want to hear so, about it so so the first uh combat match i had through through vigilant it was uh actually the first combat match i'd ever had with a tough opponent from uh, gracie tampa south named matt allison and uh so Matt and I had a, had a fun match, and it was actually funny because Brandon came up to me after the show and was like, I'm a little disappointed because there were no uh, strikes thrown. So basically, like, uh, you know, Matt shot in. I secured a choke right off the takedown. We had a lot of, you know, offense, defense on the feet. So then, you know, the next show I had to promise Brandon, you know, a few more strikes. I had to, you know, promise some excitement. You know, I hope I delivered. But um, I, t- I took the the kid down, you know, another tough opponent, David Rahak, and uh, David slapped me. I look at David and I just fucking rear back and smack myself right in the head, dude. So it was, uh, I, I'm not afraid to take so, any punishment. I like getting so some laughs. Was, I like was it like a swing around? around? Was it like a swing oh, around? Oh, hell no. Just... It was just, I, I pulled my hand all the way back here and just boom, right across my own face. I don't give a fuck, dude. That's all right. I do that in the gym. People smack me hard. Fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm going to smack myself hard and they're going to smack me. I don't give a shit, dude. That. That's all right. I'm a crazy son of a bitch, dude. Like I said, I'm a little fucked up, so that's all right. I <laughs> I think he might be crazy for real. <laughs> Dude, Florida, like got to, generations in Florida has got to do something to you, you know? Yeah, man. You're definitely crazy. I got to witness Jody Burke firsthand myself because uh, Master Jeff Bailey, he owns and operates Gracie Clearwater out here. Uh, he did a CJJ show over at the same place, the Minreg Hall. And uh, Joe was on the card, and at the last second, his opponent pulled out. So I went to my gym, and I got one of my guys, and I uh, brought him out there. And poor guy, man, he gave his best effort. But man, I it know a, it was a rough outing. <laughs> I know. No, that kid was fighting him, playing games. No, man. See, the thing is, uh, 
Yeah, that was a rough combat jujitsu. That's why I know Ethan. I hope he's coming because, like, I'm a nice guy, but I'm gonna hold you in positions. Hopefully, that you're used to and you can oh, move. Oh yeah. Sweat. No, we were uh, we were getting some rough rounds in today. Uh, actually, one of my uh, my teammates yeah. is actually about to hop on this show next. Brian. Uh, Brian was on top. He was landing some shots. He's a little bit bigger than me. You know? No, I was like, man. I was like, man, you hit like a bitch. I was like, you're hitting like a pussy, dude. He's like, oh yeah, for real. So he started fucking swinging hard. I was like, nah, dude, you hit like a bitch. Let's go. You might. We might have to switch me opponents. This guy's too crazy. <laughs> normal gee guy. Give me a gee guy. <laughs> no, man. You know what? That, that's the thing, man. He comes from uh, already like a competition from wrestling background. He really does give it a lot of fun. This is a lot, lot of fun for me, too. Where, like, obviously, there you can get hurt doing anything, but... Um, but yeah, we're not trying to hurt each other in that type of way. So it's all about winning and putting on a big show and, you know, go on there and going crazy. Like if I could jump off the cage, I am hit a backflip off, you know, anything I could do, whatever the, you know what I mean? Whatever that comes to mind at that moment, you know, that's what I'm going to be doing. Just positionally playing whatever the fuck. Oh, and, and Joe, you, so. you have now signed also with Rock. Right, you're going to be representing Team Orlando. I see for rock fighting as well, right? Yeah, I'm like a team captain for them right now for the Orlando area. So with that, basically helping get the team together of amateurs to represent for a showcase. So it'll be like Orlando versus Miami or whatever city, and we'll get a bunch of amateurs out there kicking people's heads and shit. And I'll be making sure they're the best, freaking oh. you know, best guys from the area. No slouches. Oh, yeah, well, we, we might have to collaborate then. <laughs> All right. You're talking to me, brother. So, uh, Brandon, you have any more questions for these guys? Uh, no, I think we did a good job, man. I think uh, we, we got our points across. I, I got it out to you guys why I put them in here. They're both finely tuned athletes. They've been doing this shit since they were kids. Uh, they both have a very high expectations and aspirations for themselves. And they both are, have assured me that they're going to be bringing that heat. So that's why we're in the spot we're in. And, man, we're about to put on a killer show, bro, in two weeks. I'm telling y'all. We got the weigh-ins downtown Tampa outside Jackson's uh, Bistro overlooking the bay. The shit's going to be elegant, classy, man. Like, we're doing this. This, this is going to be by far the best show. I've doubled the money in advertising. I've doubled the money in video production. I've doubled the money in a bunch of different areas to really make You're the bag. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a be a great show. Secure the bag, motherfuckers. We're coming for money. Both me and Ethan. Someone's going down. Someone's always got to go. This is <laughs> someone. <laughs> Get it on, man. Someone's going to sleep. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no tapping, right. only screaming, only screaming, no tapping. No, no, I'm tapping. I'm tapping. I'm tapping. <laughs> you better not yeah, get gross, but I'm grown. I'm tapping, I'm tapping man. I'm grown <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, well, I gotta go, Ethan, The kids are calling me. Yeah, Ethan, Joe, man, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys. We're gonna see you guys on July 11th. All right, man. See you soon. Yeah, have a good one. See you. All right, guys. Peace. All right, guys, so we're sitting here with two more competitors from July 11th's Vigilant MMA event. First, introducing Brian Radke. Brian, so if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners, tell them where you're from, where you're fighting out of, go right ahead, man. 
Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm Brian Radke. I'm fighting out of uh, Fort Myers Beach, Florida, um, representing Black Tie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Who are they coming to get? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> not to not to interview, but it's crazy down here in Orlando. It's like crazy nuts. It's everybody's going crazy out here. So it's all right, man. So I mean, I I guess we can go ahead and have you introduce yourself, Matt. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, let people know where you're from, where you're fighting out of. Uh, my name is uh, Matt Fariola. I'm from Orlando, Florida. Uh, I train out of Fusion XL. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> black, black black belt. You guys got to let them know your rank too. This is our this is our um, most experienced okay. BJJ man. Okay, newly black belt. I got a there we go. black belt. I got a black belt last Saturday. Um, Bill Cooper seminar. Bill the girl Cooper. Um, pretty cool. I wasn't expect wasn't expecting it, but hey, fourteen and a half years finally got it. So. Congratulations yeah. on that, man. And Brian, what, what about you? Yeah, um, I'm a brown belt, first degree. Um, pretty new. I just got mine after uh, competing at Nogi Worlds. Awesome. Well, congratulations nice. on that as well. Nice. So uh, if you want, Brian, uh, if you want to give anybody, everybody a little bit of background on yourself, uh, how you got into combat sports, you know, where the love came from. Uh, yeah, most of it's pretty much from a lot of people. Um, pretty much just my dad was in the fight game and everything like that. He loved it too, uh, from wrestling. And honestly, the biggest push was fighting on the streets. Um, gotten too much fucking shit and was like, well, why not get paid for it? You know, I had my, my brother with me (laughs) and everything. Um, perfect duo. Uh, yeah. And did that for a while had an awesome career finished 10 and one, um wasn't enjoying the damage though um so i had plan b's and everything like that so i you know now i just focus straight on jujitsu way easier on the brain and body you know so i'm enjoying that road right now definitely man. That. Hey, yeah man, you definitely got to take care of yourself it's a smart move 100 yeah, percent. yeah you don't want to be as, you don't want to be as ugly as i am that's <laughs> All right, so uh, Matt, moving on to you, man. Um, ask same thing, you know, where where did the love come from? How'd you get into this crazy world of combat sports? Uh, about about fifteen years ago, I was just running around uh, Saint Cloud. There was nothing to do. Um, we started like uh, backyard fighting. I started knocking people out, and then I ended up getting a little cocky. Got in a bar fight, did a little jail time, got out, and I was like, it's time to get into a gym and like he said, start getting paid for it. And, um, consistently still training and fighting. Um, supposed to fight August. Um, I don't know, just waiting for something to come up, but as right now, just trying to stay competitive, jujitsu, whatever I can get, you know, and it's about it. So, Oh yeah, man. You know, like, like we talked to, uh, to some of the other guys we had on earlier, we're all, everybody's kind of focusing on making sure they maintain themselves after this whole shutdown thing that's been going on. It's everybody's been maintaining themselves in their own different way and making sure they stay in in fighting shape and keep the fighters mentality going. So how have you guys had to change things up? If any, uh, with your training regiments, with your, 
um, any methods that you guys use? Because some of the guys still had the, the fortunate, you know, opportunities to actually still train in gyms. Some guys had to train at home. Uh, how'd you guys, you know, need to switch things up, if, if at all? Um, mine was pretty simple. You know, my gym shut down and everything. But, you know, we obviously did it underground like, you know, most people did. You know, we're going to rebel. We have the love for it. We're always going to find a way. Um, so we just did the dr- garage thing for a while. Um, I got, you know, weights and everything like that in my house. So did strength conditioning, kept up with my sprints and everything, you know, jogging nonstop. It wasn't really too bad for me, honestly. My work didn't get affected or anything like that. So the only thing that was, you know, that affected me is probably not seeing my teammates. Gotcha. You know, yeah, that, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because that that's a word that everybody else used to was underground training. That's a, <laughs> it seemed yeah. like that's a, everybody was keeping up with that. Matt, how about you, man? Um, I was still fully kicking. Um, I opened the gym. I let everybody know I had the gym. I wasn't going to let no government or the law tell me what I can do. As long as everybody came and trained and they did, I had like 40 people on the mat pretty much every day. We just did open mats every day and train. And we had an incident where a bunch of cops showed up. When they showed up, um, I thought I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to jail, blah, blah, blah. Son of a bitch. Damn it. Like, so. It looks like he put himself on hold. No, somebody, uh, I, had an, I had an incoming call. Sorry. Oh, no, it's all right, man. So uh, you, you can go ahead and just start back over what you were saying, and then I'll just cut that part out. Yeah, so pretty much uh, throughout the whole shutdown, I, I, w- I was still fully open. I went out to uh, Cocoa Beach area, probably about an hour out of Orlando, and uh, it's in Brevard County. And, um, I just did open mats every day, um, recruited. I had at least 40 people on the mat every single day. We had open mats seven days a week, two times a day. Um, and then uh, we had a little incident where the cops showed up, and I thought, you know, I was going to get busted and get in trouble. They end up walking in, wanting to train. They end up joining us, and then we started getting fire department, and it ended up working out pretty good. So, like, the whole wow. time. The whole time we were training like full notch, like it was, it was good. It was good training. Probably not wow. safe. Probably not safe. And probably <laughs> probably ill advised, but <laughs> probably not the smartest thing. But we all were secretly doing underground shit. And me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a movie out of it. I'm going to just pretty much stand, put my foot down. I'm not going to cower down and let people tell me what I can, I, what I can and cannot do. And I did that, so um, I was, a, you know, like I said, it was it was a fun time. I met a lot of new people, a lot of new training partners, and um, got a lot of good work in. And you know, obviously running outside, doing beach training, just like everybody else. You know, nine o'clock at night, there's nothing to do. We can't go out to a bar, we can't go out to eat. So I just went out running and did workouts and stuff like that. So you know, we all got to stay competitive because we. We don't have this, and we're gonna go out and punch somebody in the face, and that's not—that's <laughs> not what we want to do, you know. We don't need to get in trouble; it's not worth it. So. Definitely. So, uh, Brandon, may you have any questions for these guys? So, I specifically chose both of you guys because I wanted a higher level uh, CJJ match. All of the matches that we've had—sorry, my cat's trying to get in the interview. Um, <laughs> 
interview. So uh, all the matches that we've had so far have been white belts, brown belts. I think we've had one purple belt. So I just want to, I kind of, it's not more a question as much as it is a statement that I want both of you to know that I specifically chose you, uh, Brian, because Ethan reached out to me, gave gave you a very good recommendation, and he's always done right by him. So uh, that was kind of where that came in. And then for Matt, Matt's competed for me a couple times, and I've been a fan of Matt since before I broke my neck. I used to watch him go knock people out at a la carte pavilion for the RFC. So, uh, you know, this is, this is a cool matchup. And this is actually just after the nine-year anniversary of me breaking my neck. This show is like five days after that date. So I'm going wow. to have been, uh, you know, this, this has got some uh, nostalgia for me beyond just being another event. Oh, yeah, man. So... When you guys have been been training for this event, uh, are you guys familiar with each other at all? I'm not sure you guys have. I'm not sure if you guys have had any history against each other or have trained with each other at all at any point. No. No. Uh, the, nope. the only thing, the only thing that I have to go off of is so one of my teammates competed against him um, at one of the last tournaments, um, and so I got like a little insight. He's got a you know pretty mean guillotine, uh, guillotine, everything like that. Um, and that's pretty much all I know. Only, only one move, just guillotine. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then he was raising you high, then and gave you yeah. two. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I gotta let everybody know I got the number one guillotine out there. So that's all I go for. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so in in this kind of uh, environment, when you when you guys are coming into a fight, unfamiliar with what your opponent is like, unfamiliar with. I, I, the guillotine you got, you know, but unfamiliar with what else did they have in their arsenal, and and you may have seen some film of them, but you haven't had that firsthand experience. What's it like going in unfamiliar with your opponent? Um, honestly, just another tournament. Instead of having you know four or five matches, you have one, and it's a little longer. So for me, it's it's a little bit more of a feeling out process because you got time to work. Um, you can only train as you know. You can train for the best and hope uh, you hope for the best and train for the worst. Okay. Which, you know, obviously a quick finish is for the best and a grinding out 10 minutes. You know, that's what you train your ass off for. Definitely. What about you, Matt? Any input on that? Uh, me, me is just another, another day of practice. It's a short round for me. It's a, it's a 10 minute match. I do those. I do 10 minute match you know, just for a warm up. So it's just another day to me. Um, it's just a quick little warm up workout, not just being cocky, but I'm just saying like I do 15, 20 rounds a day, train three times a day, training with like Rodolfo Vera, you know, Junior Buscave, UFC fighters. I'm training with Bill, Bill the Grill Cooper. I'm training like Wagner, you know, all these guys, like high level guys. So training with those guys for 10 minute rounds, getting smacked around sucks. So this just is another day. And like I said, it's not just for me, 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 him, or it's for the fans. It's for, you know, everybody to be entertained and uh, watch us show our hard work and dedication. That's all it really is. So definitely you get, to watch, you, get, you get to watch us slap the shit out of each other. And that's the fun part about it. <laughs> yeah, so, buddy. 
That, that's a question that I had asked uh, the other guys as well. Uh, the last Vigilant event and any other event that had gone on during lockdown, of course, had no fans, unfortunately. Um, but this event coming back, there will be fans in attendance. Do you guys feel that's going to add a different feel to the environment uh, than, than before? I'm not sure because I, I know you guys are used to training and and maybe sparring without any crowd in, in attendance. Of course, you have your the people in your gym, but you don't have people screaming and, and cheering for you, whatever. So what does that add uh, coming into this next show, being that there was no crowd at the last event? Uh, for me, nothing. I, I get tunnel vision, you know. Uh, it's not my first rodeo and everything like that. So just keeping my mind focused, crowd don't matter. It can be a little bit just me and him. I'll, I'll be the same exact person. Definitely. It goes back to, it goes back to having... I, we had Like one of the guys had mentioned earlier, it's very much uh, being in the zone... Uh, I actually, it was Ethan. Ethan said that he's had fights before with a full crowd and he didn't, he just kind of zones into the point where he forgets there's a crowd until all of a sudden he hit a head kick. And then ever said, all the crowd kind of came up and he goes, Oh shit, forgot there was people here. Like it, yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. So I like, I like Ethan. Ethan's, Ethan's a good kid. I like Ethan very good. Joe's crazy. He's a really good friend of mine. So I'm excited to see that match. Yeah, definitely. We're all looking forward to, to pretty much everything. I'm we, from what we've been talking about so far. I'm really looking forward to all the event, to all the fights going on at the event. Uh, Brandon, you got any more questions for these guys? Uh, lastly, man, just one thing I wanted to familiarize the audience with: both of you guys have have competed on a very high level with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, can you kind of both maybe start with Brian and then Matt, and let's let's I want to hear some of the high level competitions that you've done brian you just mentioned going to no gi worlds can you kind of give us a, a summarization of the things you've done in the bjj and then the same thing for matt give us your uh, resumes yeah you know i've been around the circuit for a while and everything like that uh dominating all up dominating all in the midwest and everything um from naga AD, adcc when they were running the tournaments um and uh, I took third at Pan Ams this year and third at Worlds this year. So, Wow, congratulations. Well, I'm going to have to make sure to include that in the introductions. I'm glad you yeah. said that. You can leave it out. It's not a biggie. No, 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 no. You earned that recognition, my man. That's a hell of, that's a, hell of, a, a, hell of a chart right there. All those oh, competitions. Yeah. Congrats. That's, that's a good experience, you know. How about your how about yourself, Matt? What's your what's your resume? I don't know where to start. I've been I've been grappling for 14 years. I think from white, white, obviously I was white and green because the system that we were at, I was under Hobson Mora, Tampa. I was under the headquarters. So I competed white, green, blue, purple, brown. Um I've done pretty much, and Brandon will tell you, I think I've done Pretty much a super fight with every high-level black belt, brown belt, purple belt, blue belt in the whole state of Florida. I've dominated most of them. I think I've been beat like a handful of times. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I've done a lot of I've done a lot of competitions. I've never done any IPF tournaments. Um, I did one a long time ago when I was a blue belt. I won first place. I was under the FFBJJ one at the Gracie Baja one down in Cold Springs. Um, I've won Nagas, New Breeds, 
Ultimate Grappler, uh, Grappling Quest. I got resume for days. I got like 500 medals, 500 medals, titles. I've done. Brandon, I'll tell you, he's, he'll tell you. I've been doing this a long time. It's another medal for my shelf and dust collector. So definitely, man. So I mean, like <laughs> Brandon said right before we started this interview, he said these are our two most experienced guys. You know, uh, so I think that generally is correct after hearing what you guys just said. So uh, for now, uh, I really appreciate appreciate you guys coming on here. Um, we'll see you guys both on July 11th. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Thanks. Train guys. hard, stay safe, stay healthy, man. I've been. All right, guys, so that was your Vigilant MMA special, and uh, I'm really excited about the event that's coming up. Like you heard Brandon mention, 22 really big fights that night, so it's going to be a long event, but you definitely do not want to miss out on any of the action. Uh, As you heard from the six competitors that we were able to speak to here, uh, they've all been training really hard, uh, you know, underground or not, (laughs) but they've been really keeping up with things. And, uh, you know, there's going to be no shortcomings in this event. They're all going to be ready to go. And uh, I'm just really excited to see it, as you guys should be as well. Uh, But first, a quick shout out to all of the sponsors for Vigilant MMA, including Team Reaper, Rip Life One, Terminator Demolition Team, Mission 22, and Trim Printing Tampa. Shout out to all those guys for supporting what Vigilant is going to be doing on July 11th. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, It's like I said, it's going to be really, really fun. And I I can't wait to go be a part of it myself. Again, the last Vigilant MMA event was a lot of fun. Granted, no fans. So this time is going to be that much better. Make sure you get your tickets at eventbrite.com forward slash Vigilant MMA. Get your tickets there. Make sure you check out their website, VigilantMMA.com, as well as Vigilant MMA LLC on Facebook and Vigilant on uh, Instagram as well. So you can get a look at future events, check out past events, all that great stuff. Um, Yeah, but in the meantime, as we're waiting on this event to come around, I want to say thank you to all the guys for hopping on here. Uh, Took a little bit of coordination between uh, Brandon and myself and all the guys, but we got it done. Uh, So thank you to all those guys for giving me some time um so yeah like i said they shared their stories with us so make sure you go check them out whether it be online uh on ipay per view or in person so thank you all again for listening we'll see you next time